0: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, December 4th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, Ohio State at Michigan State tomorrow. We think, we hope, all everything looks good right now, but you never know. But Ohio State at Michigan State, high noon tomorrow on ABC. Buckeyes favored by 23 and a half points. Jonah, your thoughts on this game and what's your prediction for a final score?
1: Yeah, I first of all, I'm just happy to see Ohio State back on the field. You know, after being off last week, and they they did what they needed to do in order to get this game played. So I'm very happy just to just to be able to see those guys take the field. Um, I I look at this as a game where you don't know which Michigan State team is going to show up. That is a very up and down program. You know, one week they look terrible. Uh, and then the next week they come back and beat Northwestern, beat Michigan, and then we don't know who's going to show up. But at the end of the day, this is a much more talented roster, Ohio State. I do believe that Michigan State will be scrappy. Um, Lombardi, he will try to throw the ball down the field against his secondary. So that's one of the things that I'm curious to see is how much this secondary has – progressed since the Indiana game where they gave up 500 yards. So I just think that right now, this is a a, a situation where Ohio State desperately needs this game. And I think that when it's all said and done, they're going to try to go ahead and put up a, you know, a statement when it comes to how they're going to look as far as the playoff committee, even though they're number four, I still truly believe that Ohio State needs to silence a lot of uh, a lot of doubters here and have a strong showing.
0: I have this one, 42 to 16 Ohio State. So I have them covering the spread. I have a Buckeyes winning by 26. What's your final score prediction?
1: I got it. Ohio State, 48. Michigan State, 21. I, I, I'm still skeptical about the secondary. I think it's a situation where uh, – Michigan State, they can score some points. They've shown that they've had the ability to throw the ball down the field and put up points this year. And until I'm proven otherwise, I do believe that Ohio State offense will need to rule today, like always continue to put the, the pedal to the metal and put up 40-plus points here.
0: I like it. As usual, our scores are relatively similar, especially our – point differential. I have the winning by 26. You have the winning by 27, 48, 21. Either way, I'll take it. Either way, if they win this game by you know more than the point spread, or even if they win it by three touchdowns and they barely don't cover, it's not about covering. It's about not having this be a close game and at least being impressive enough where you earn a little style points in the committee's mind, in addition to the most important thing, which is winning the game. I just don't see Michigan. I've watched Michigan State a lot this year. They're just... I, and I watched them a lot, the two games that they won. <laughs> you know, and I still don't think they're good against Michigan and, and Northwestern. I think Michigan and Northwestern did not play well those games. And Michigan State had some plays go their way. I just, this, I just think Ohio State, even with a depleted roster to a certain extent, and we'll find out more about that. I think they're going to take it to the Spartans, as does Jonah. All right, moving on. Jay Book, do you think the Michigan game is going to get played on December 12th? I don't
1: think it's going to get played. I just don't think that – Michigan uh, is going to be able to uh, pass the, the Big Ten protocols. If you're to believe what's coming out right now, it's that Michigan supposedly has 12 positive cases. Um, I think the table's been set for them canceling this week's game against Maryland uh, and pausing all activities until Monday. So if if they, if they continue to spread, there's no way they're going to play that game Um, Right now, Ohio State would love to have that game. Any any fan of of the rivalry would love to see Michigan-Ohio State this year, considering it was pushed back um, and it it wasn't played early on like a lot of people have recommended to ensure that it actually got played. But I I think this game would not happen. Um, I know that Kirk Herbstreit ruffled a lot of feathers, saying that he believes Michigan would <laughs> put out of this game and wave the white flag. Um, it's always fun to you know get the Michigan people riled up there because if you ever venture over to their to their own message boards, a lot of their fans throughout the week was begging for this game to get canceled. Um, but I don't I don't think Michigan wants any part of this game right now. I mean, if you look at it, Joe Milton's supposed to be. The starting He was supposed to be the starting quarterback with McAmara out with a shoulder injury. And this is the same Joe Milton, if you're to believe Detroit's 97.1, who uh, they, they said on, on Thursday evening that Joe Milton disgruntled in the Rutgers game because he got benched, was telling his own teammates that he was transferring out and was going to drop 50 on Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan program and this is the guy that you're supposed to take to Columbus to lead you into battle, that right there tells me that this is a program in disarray, and they want nothing to do with this game.
0: Unfortunately, I think you're right, and it's going to be sad not having the game. Um, Even with all that's uh, gone wrong in 2020, I wanted to see Ohio State Michigan. It's like our our little Super Bowl every year, you know, no matter what the records are. Ohio State Michigan, it's like – our personal Super Bowl, every year. And it's going to be very disappointing if that game doesn't get played. But I agree with you right now. It's looking bleak at best. All right. So let's say it doesn't get played. Let's push this forward. Could Ohio State play somebody else on December 12th?
1: I think they could. I mean, if you look at uh, Minnesota and Nebraska game, their schedule, I don't see any way that Minnesota is going to play that game. Um, Supposedly, supposedly Minnesota has now up to work up towards 50-some players and staffers combined with positive COVID, so there's no way that they're going to play. Their season is probably done. So the question is, Is would Nebraska be up for playing round two, probably in uh, Lincoln this time? And if you're Ohio State, you want to get as many games under your belt as possible. And, and people need to, to remember, Ohio State's going to be missing some guys as well for the first um, – you know, three weeks here unless the Big Ten changes the rules with the COVID. Even though the CDC has reduced their their protocols, and the Big Ten is still, you know, digging their feet in the sand when it comes to guys being out for 21 days, which is ridiculous. But if that Minnesota Nebraska game is canceled, I would not be shocked to see Ohio State try to get that try to get Nebraska on the schedule again. It wouldn't be ideal, uh, but at the end of the day, this team desperately these game reps you can't go into uh potentially the big 10 championship or the playoff not having your younger guys ready to play and ensuring that the secondary has been fixed because it, once you once you're talking about going into the playoffs against alabama's offense or trevor lawrence and clemson you have to have your defense and secondary playing at a high level and you need to be playing some of your best football right now and there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this football team so they need to just make sure that they get things buckled up especially with Ryan Day going to miss this game um, that, that right there just the whole unity of the team needs to be moving in the same direction
0: Pretty cool that Larry Johnson's going to get a chance to be interim head coach we would, would like to you know no one's happy that Ryan Day has COVID but the silver lining is a guy that everybody loves just tremendously within the program. Larry Johnson is going to get a chance to be interim head coach. He will be the first ever black head coach for Ohio state football. Pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for Larry. It's a great opportunity for him. I, I don't see Larry Johnson venturing out to be a, a head coach of another program unless it's something really small and, and he wants to be able to, to build his own little program, but it's a tip of a cap to his career. He's been a true legend for Ohio State. His, his production as far as the defensive line and the way that he's handled his business within the program has been impeccable, and the guy has had a tremendous run. And this right here, just having his name in the books to say he's the first African-American coach at Ohio State is a truly an honor. And it's a show of respect from Ohio State to be able to have him be the leader of this football team while Ryan Day is out.
0: I was hoping he would just stay when he first came on staff, maybe stay through the 2019 season. Like hopefully we get like five or six years out of Larry Johnson. He, he's so happy from what I hear. Um, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I don't want to say anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if he retires in like three years, but I don't think he's going to retire after this year. I think he's I know he's thrilled working for Ryan Day. And uh, I think, you know, Ohio State's going to have the best defensive line coach, one of the best assistant coaches, period, in college football. Stick around for a few more years, and that's awesome news. Hey, you mentioned something about Big Ten rules they might change. You know, they need to change the 21 days. Hopefully they will. I couldn't agree with that more. Hopefully they'll re-look at that. Um, That's a medical issue, so I can see them saying, oh, we're not going to go back on that. The six-game rule is what I want to ask you about. The six-game minimum to play in the Big Ten championship game, a lot of smoke that could get changed. When you have Barry Alvarez coming out and saying, we need to look at this. We will look at this. Not like we might take a gander at it. We, we have to look at this. That tells me that six-game minimum is going to get changed. You also have the pressure from Fox. Fox is going to say, listen, you're seriously not going to have Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. What are you doing to us here? There's going to be a lot of pressure from Fox. So I tend to think that that rule is going to get changed. And it's a football decision, as you know, Jonah. I mean, it's, this isn't something you have to like, well, we got to balance the medical science here. This is just football. Nothing to do with COVID or anything like that. Six game minimum. I think Ohio State, uh, excuse me, I think the Big Ten's going to do away with that rule. Would you agree with that?
1: I agree with it. And I I have put out there, I had, you know, some guys that I really trust who's um, in tune with what's going on there in the Big Ten office. And pretty much everyone was, you know, kind of just saying, like, hey, like what are you what are you guys doing here? This needs to be changed. And the the original thought process was that this will be bad optics to change the rules for Ohio State. Uh, you know, you have other teams here in the conference who may not be fully on board with this because you're in, you're pretty much moving the goalpost goal in favor of Ohio State. And it was always the optics, the optics, the optics. I mean, and to me, the Big Ten, when you're talking about the optics, they have looked terrible from the start. I mean, you can't look any worse than what they've done. So the smart business decision... Is to move this, and as you mentioned, Fox is putting pressure on them, and you're starting to see it nationally. And you you look at what the ACC, you know, commissioner has done. They pretty much flex Clemson and Notre Dame into the title game, just flat out. Hey, we're canceling your last game. We want you guys to be healthy. What they're what they're doing is they're making sure that they're stacking the deck in the ACC favor to get maybe one or two teams into the playoffs and if teams if the conferences other conferences can continue to be flexible on the fly it makes no sense for the Big Ten to be stubborn here change the rules from six games to the highest winning percentage and to me I actually wouldn't mind if they would say hey we're changing it to the top two winning percentages here because of how how many games are being missed from certain teams, but I would just want to see them to not be so stubborn, use common sense here. It will benefit everyone in this league for Ohio State to get into the playoffs. Um, It will garner some self-respect for the big 10, as well as a potential payday for the conference, as well as your partners at Fox. So when it comes to, you know, the money aspect of it, it's a no-brainer, especially when teams are losing money this year because they're not able to bring in fans. Yes, they're going to be able to get the Big Ten Network Pals, but did, everyone is taking a, a major hit here. So we have they should be thinking forward instead of trying to be so stubborn and find ways to be flexible to help your lead dog, which is Ohio State, to put them in the best position to succeed.
0: Last thing here, a lot of talk about Urban could be going to Texas. Are you buying that? What do you make of that?
1: I'm not buying it, Dave. I know there's a lot of reports coming out. I know there was a report from Football Scoop this week that the Texas brass was in Columbus visiting Urban and the family at the house and making a pitch. You go over to the Texas boards and, you know, some of their insiders think that there's already been an official job offer it, to me, if you look at you know what Urban is doing right now, as far as the Fox gig, it's a very comfortable gig. I mean, the guys flying flying private jets, he he's he's able to spend more time with his family. The stress levels reduced. You know, would he really want to get back into coaching? Because at the end of the day, his health still remains an issue. Has has his health improved so drastically that? he wouldn't experience those, the, the the headaches and stuff. And I vividly remember, Dave, you know, this guy is dropping to his knees in the middle of a game. And a lot of people would tell you that he was also somewhat distracted from his health as far as being in touch with the program. And the fear for Ohio State fans is if he takes that Texas job, will he poach Pentoni, Coach Mick, and Corey Dennis, which obviously he will want to bring, Patoni and and coach Mick with him because he's always said those are the heartbeat of his program. And those guys are crucial cogs in the Ohio state machine. But I just look at where urban's at now. Uh, The family is grounded in Columbus and the rumors will continue to persist until Texas, you know, makes it known that they're keeping Tom Herman or they're pursuing another coach at the end of the day. I just think he stays he stays in the Fox studio and you almost have to and I don't, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for Tom Herman but it's still a bad situation where every time you you know you turn on the internet or you, or you hear anything about Texas it's about Urban Meyer potentially getting that job it kills recruiting and any coach who takes that job after this if it's not Urban I feel sorry for them because it's going to be a major letdown for that Texas fan base.
0: I'm with you, man. I mean, I won't be stunned if he takes the job. I'll be surprised though. I, I will be surprised. I do think I'm on record saying I do think urban will coach again. I don't think he's going to take this job. He's so good on Fox feels, feels like he's so happy right now. I won't rule anything out. Cause like I said, I am on record that he will coach again. I could be wrong on that. I'm I'm wrong on most things. So I'll probably be wrong on that yeah. as well. But uh We'll see what happens, but I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah. And I we... tell you, I tell you this, I tell you this, Dave. And if Ohio State fans are are truly being honest, if it wasn't for a few things, Ohio State's recruiting, current recruiting success in Texas, and two, the fear of Urban taking Pantone and Coach Mick, would you re- would you really be afraid of Urban in Texas? I mean, it, it, the the quarterback play. When he was here, you know, Haskins had a tremendous year. But if it's going to be the Urban offense that we know and we knew under JT Barrett, that really doesn't scare me all too much. And Urban is a legend. Make no mistake about it. But he also made some very questionable coaching hires while he was at Ohio State. And there were a lot of times where a lot of people on our message board, if you go back to those threads, question what are we doing here on offense before Ryan Day came in and totally revamped the offense. But if it were, I think Ohio state fans biggest fear is urban will absolutely lock down, you know, some of the premier talent in Texas that Ohio state is currently funneling to Columbus. And two, will, will he be able to post Pantoni and coach Nick? And if all of those, if those latter questions are no, I'm not so sure Ohio State fans would be that concerned if Urban actually took the Texas job.
0: You're right. That would be the biggest thing is if he was able to take Pantone the best at what he does in the country and Marotti the best at what he does in the country two extremely important jobs. I mean, you could argue that those two jobs are more important than offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator other than head coach, director of player personnel and you know head strength coach are the two most important positions on a staff arguably I mean obviously offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are super important especially defensive coordinator when you have the head coach calling the offensive plays but um great stuff man I could talk to you for another hour but I will let you go and uh uh get back to making some grub for the family great stuff this morning from Jonah Booker really appreciate it Jonah and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. <music>